Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor Major H. Gilbert Sr. coming to you this morning at our Sunday School Hour from Omniwali Ministries here in Alta Vista, Virginia, 1205C Main Street. We're coming to you this morning, uh, December the 10th, on our second uh, Sunday in December, our lesson two of our winter quarter of our King James Version of our Standard Commentary. Our lesson today is the faith of David. Our scripture is coming out of 1 Samuel 17th chapter verses 31 through 37, verse 45, verses 48 through 50. As we study this morning, our unit study has been faith that pleases God, profiles in faith. As we look at our lesson aims this morning, we want to look at and give a reason for David's confidence and then explain the most important parts of David's initiative and then state one or more of the ways to have the courage of David when facing the figurative Goliath in our lives. So we want to look at that this morning uh, as we study and read this text of faith of David. And then as we look at our lesson this morning, we'll be able to uh, glean those uh, uh, lesson names of our lesson. So our scripture reads this morning, 1 Samuel 17th chapter, verses 31 through 37, verse 45, verses 48 through 50. Our scripture reads, And when the words were heard of which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, uh, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with these Philistines. And Saul said unto David, Thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth and a man of war from his youth. Uh, he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept my father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and they took a lamb out of the flock. And when uh, I went out after him, I smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote and slew him. And the servant slew both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing that he has defiled the armies of the living God. Verse 37 said, Then David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Mm -hmm. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. We drop down to verse 45. It says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou cometh to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And it came to pass, and the Philistines arose and came and draw near to meet David, and that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag, took thence a stone, and he slang it, and he smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. Mm -hmm. So David prevailed over the Philistine mm -hmm. with a sling and with a stone mm -hmm. and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Mm -hmm. uh, may the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. Amen. Now, as we look at our introduction this morning, our introduction talks about courage without risk. You know, many individuals in history has known uh, 
uh, are known for their courage. And, and one such person is Rosa Parks, uh, the black woman who lived in segregated South in December uh, 1st uh, in 1955. She challenged the segregation laws by refusing to take a different seat on that city bus after she was sitting in this redesignated uh, from black to white area. This uh, turned out uh, to be a key incident in the American Civil Rights Movement. And Rosa believed that in having to challenge to do what was right, courage by definition is exercised at the risk of something or a person's freedom or even one's very life. If there is no risk involved, then there is no courage involved. So as we look at our lesson context this morning, you know, the events in our today's text occurs about 1010 B.C. in the year of Isaiah's uh, or Israel's king, uh, kingship transition from Saul to David and to the events in our lesson today. You know, in, uh, uh, as it transitioned uh, prior to these events of our text, uh, uh, the prophet Samuel had anointed uh, David to be Saul's successor and the king of Israel. Having been rejected by God, Saul's days as king were numbered. And even as so, Saul looked to David with favor and employed him in a personal service at least for a time. Now, David entered into the army encampment as part of an episode of an Israelite war with the Philistines. David was a late arrival due to the fact that he had been left to tend his family's sheep and his older brothers were off to war. And after several weeks, the war degenerated into something as a stalemate. And the Israeli army seemed to be ready to break uh, due to the low morale because of the defeat that had been uh, because of the uh, Philistine army. But the Israeli army seemed to be ready to break. I said their low morale, and the reason was the relentless talks of the uh, Philistine named Goliath. And the reason was uh, Goliath was nine feet nine inches tall. And, and David had heard the taunt as well, and, and he promised to reward by defeating uh, Goliath. And David had uh, just borne the criticism of his oldest brothers of, about coming out and not attending the sheep. But David had another uh, appointment. David had an appointment to fulfill what God had for his life. See, sometimes you got to be able to slay those giants in your life in order for them to fulfill the, what God has for your life. So David had a, a, another involvement or another appointment that would show that there would need to be an courage to be able to defeat what he was coming up against. So let's look at our lesson this morning. What is David's initiative? What is David's initiative? In verse 31, bold volunteer. Scripture said that when David uh, when the words were heard, uh, which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he uh, sent for him. You see, the words which David spake seemed to be that he were volunteering to accept Goliath's challenge on a one-on-one -on -one duel. And David's uh, uh, King Saul would, would, was hesitant uh, to look at David as a possible candidate to be able to go out and fight against this giant. See, sometimes we are measured up by our size, but our size is not uh, uh, the, the, the essence of who we are. See, we, we can be small in stature, but we can be great in, in, uh, in, 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 our, 
internal abilities. So we can be strong willingly on the inside, but we can be smallish on the outside. Mm -hmm. So don't judge a man by, by his statue on the outside. Even when they chose David, he was what? The smallest of all of his brothers. And, and so he said, don't look at the statue of a man about his greatness. Because Saul was high above any man. He won't call his Goliath, but he was higher than any other man in Israel. But the thing is that his heart was not right. right. So here, uh, right. Our, our text says in verse 32, And David said to Saul, uh, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. So David told Saul, I'll go out and fight him. But like I told you earlier, David, uh, Saul did not see David as a, uh, 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 a warrior. They saw him as a hawk player, mm -hmm. a shepherd boy. But David was more than what he looked like on the outside. And I think all of us should learn something from this. We are more than what we look like on the outside because God has inside of us Amen. everything that he needs to fulfill what he has put down inside of us. He Amen. said when God calls us, he what? He equips us. He gives us what we need. Yes, Skeptical yes. king in verse 33. He says, that, and Saul said to David, thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Said, you're just a young man going out and don't have any experience in war. You're going to face in the giant, which is nine foot nine inches tall. But not only that, ever since he was in his youth, he'd been preparing for this day. See, every day he prepared to fight. That was all of his MO. He didn't have any other uh, motives in life but to be able to fight. So he said, this man has been able to fight all of his life, and now you're going up as a youth against this man. So it goes down to uh, a confident rejoinder. Confident rejoinder. Verse 34 mm -hmm. said that, And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and he took the lamb out of his mouth. He said that I, I've got evidence that I can do things above my stature. Mm -hmm. See, I can do it. Remember last couple of weeks we talked about Paul? Paul said, that, are you a Jew? He said, I am. Uh, are you a Pharisee? He said, I am too. You know, are, are you a prophet of God? Me too. Paul said that I am everything because of what God has made inside of me. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Uh, uh, he's given his uh, experience, his resume on what he has done that's far beyond his stature. He said, yes, I'm a smallish. And I, I'm a, I think they call it ruddy. He, he was a ruddy. He was a ruddy smallish. But the thing about it, he said, even at my statue, uh, uh, there was a bear and a, uh, uh, there was a lion that came out to attack the father's sheep. And then in verse 35, he said, what happened? And I went out after him and I smote him and delivered him out of his mouth and delivered the sheep out of the what? A lion or the bear's mouth. And when he arose up to me, I caught him by his beard and smoked and slew him. David said, I got a resume to show you that my statue cannot be me measured by my ability. Amen. Don't look at my statue and think that I am not able to do what God has called me to do. I might right. look like, you know, a whole lot of preachers look like preachers. But a whole lot of preachers don't can't preach even though they look like preachers. See, it's not whether you look like a preacher or not. Mm. you got to be able to preach the word because God has called Amen. you and appointed you. 
and has made that your, uh, uh, your MO. That is your uh, 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 resume that God has put into your life. Yeah. He's those things that you have done to accomplish what God has called you to do. So he says, I've done these things. And then verse 36 says, thy servants flew both the lion and the bear. And he said, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. So you got to realize circumcision was something that, that you had did uh, to, to, uh, uh, to uh, glorify God. Circumcision was given unto, uh, uh, unto the children of Israel uh, that, that uh, once they circumcised them, uh, they had a covenant agreement with God. But if you were uncircumcised, that means that, hey, look, you were, you were out there. You were, you, you were one of those people. He said, this uncircumcised Philistine going to be just like the bear and just like the lion. Mm -hmm. See, you got to have that confidence that when you're going out doing things for the Lord, that if God is with me, is more than what? The world against yes. me. We got to have that faith. And then he said, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. When he defied God, not only is he fighting against me, he's fighting against God. Uh -uh. See, this battle is not ours. It's what? It's, it's the Lord. Lord. So he said that uh, he's defied the armies of the living God. So somebody got to do something. Somebody. Somebody got to do something. He said there's only one God, mm -hmm. and the Philistines in general and Goliath in particular opposed God. They weren't opposing uh, uh, Saul or opposing Israel or opposing David. They were fighting against God. Amen. Then 37 said, and David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bat, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So you got to have that confidence when you're going out doing something for the Lord. If Lord be with me is more than what? An army, a legion against me. Huh? If God is for me, it's more than the world against me. It's more than a legion of worlds against me. You got to have that confidence. So David said that I got the confidence and I believe that if God delivered me out of that, he'll deliver me out of this. Won't it? Yeah. God has delivered you out of things in your life. You got to have that same confidence and believe that if God delivers you out of that, he can also deliver you out of this. There's nothing too big for God to do if you would only put your trust in him. Then verse 37b said, And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. You know, and, and I don't know whether Saul really uh, told him to go and the Lord be with him because Saul never did have anything good uh, to say about David. He was trying to kill him the whole time because of the fact that he was jealous of him. Uh, as David uh, got uh, more and more experience as a warrior, the more hatred, yes. uh, the more uh, disdain that, that Saul had for David. Because mm -hmm. now they said later on that Saul killed a thousand, David killed ten thousand. You know, they, uh, uh, you don't want to be hearing that every time you go out. And instead of them shouting, King, King, Saul, they were saying, David, David. Yeah. So that he became very jealous. So later on, he, he might have been encouraging David here. He might have been doing it out of his pure heart. But later on, that heart would what? That heart would change. Mm. Uh, battle's outcome. Verse 45. It said, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. 
and the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Mm -hmm. He said, that, look, I'm coming to you in the name of the one that you defied. I ain't coming to you with a spear and a, and, and a shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I don't care what weapon I got. I'm coming to you in his name. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you not with my power, but I'm coming to you with what? With his power. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you with the power that God mm -hmm. has, and there is no God uh, above the God that we serve. And he said he has to have that type of confidence that he's coming to him in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Combatants movement. Verse 48 says, and it came to pass that when the Philistine arose and he came to draw nigh to meet David, that David hasted, ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. See, that's the type of people that we want uh, on our team. We don't want a team uh, that's standing there waiting for you to move or standing there seeing that I go if you go. David came out and started running toward the enemy. See, you got to run towards your problem. Don't run away from your problem. Your problem is too hard for you to bear, but it ain't too big for God. You need to take that thing and run toward and meet him face on. Don't If, if you run away from your problem, they got your weakest, your back. But if you run towards your problem, if you get me, you're going to get me while I'm looking at you. Mm. You ain't going to have me behind my back while I can't see where you're attacking me. Mm -hmm. Face your enemy. Face your challenges. And when you face your challenges, you'll be able to face them knowing that God has already got your back. See, when God got your back, you don't have to worry about having to face your enemy because you're not facing your enemy all alone. You're facing him with mm -hmm. God behind you. Verse 30. Excuse me, verse 49. Drop down 48, 49. It says that, And David put his hand in his bag, and he took this a stone, and he slang it, and, and he smoked the Philistine in his forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell to his face to the earth. David had told him, he said, You uncircumcised Philistine. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he's reached into his bag. He got the stones. He had walked through the river, and I think he picked up three smooth stones, and he, he put them in his bag. I don't know whether he had one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. But he had three stones, and he only used one. See, they're Three, but they're all in one, ain't yeah, it? He I, came, yeah. he said, I reached in my pocket, I got the stone, and yeah. I slang it, and it smoked that Philistine yep. in his forehead, and not only did it hit him, but the stone sank right. into his forehead, and he fell to the earth. See, if you put your trust in God, if God will fight your battles, he will be able to cause your enemies to fall, what? Face down to the earth. Because only thing they have to do is to be able to bow down to an almighty God. See, if they, he, you remember they said that uh, every knee shall bow every tongue. See, when, 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 when you defeat the enemy, when he falls face down, he's giving reverence to God, even though in his defeat, he's bowing down yeah, to the God who yeah. defeated him. Verse 50 says, so David, what? prevailed over the Philistine with the sling and with the stone. He smoked the Philistine and he slew him, but there was no sword in his hand. See, when you're fighting for the Lord, you don't have to come out there equipped 
with everything. When, when Saul tried to equip David, he put Saul, put his arm on him. And David, being smallest, was overweighted by the armor. He gave him his sword, and the sword was so big. He, so what David said, I don't need none of that. That's going to slow me down. Mm -hmm. That's going to hinder me from doing what the God has put on in the side of me. Mm -hmm. See, God got a battle plan. And the battle plan for want for me to get all armored up because he said put on the what? Oh. The whole armor of God. And not armor, physical armor, but put on the whole armor oh. of God. So when David went up against Goliath, he had the whole armor of God on. Mm -hmm. And when he put that whole armor of God on, that, that there was no open area, there was no, no slits, no cracks in the armor. Nothing could get in because God had him covered. So when you're going out to serve the Lord, God will put that whole armor of God around you to shield you and protect you. And when you're facing those giants in your life, only thing you need to do is trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on the tongue understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. God will strengthen you if you would only put your trust in him. So our conclusion is faith and responsibility. Faith and responsibility are key aspects of walking with God. Faith is our decision to follow the Lord, and responsibility is how we live out our faith while we're here on earth. If we step out in confidence to bring the living God to others, we love as the Lord loves us. Our own faith uh, and responsibility shine bright when we, as I was a life skills educator, uh, here, here, then I'm, I'm, I'm falling into somebody else's language here. Uh, she says that she was a life, a skills educator uh, for teenagers' mothers, and she worked in teen moms and prepared them for life in school and work. The mothers often judge for being pregnant, mm -hmm. and, and, and too many did not see the potential. See, my role was not easy one because of the lack of self-confidence and support. Mm -hmm. However, I brought my love of the Lord to the work every day to show them that God's love for them was mine as well. Right. Many times uh, uh, the love I demonstrated led to conversations about God loving them. Right. And the young mothers opened up to me and appreciated my company, which I attributed to the presence of the living God in my life. Amen. What made the job harder was the fact that many teens' moms were foster children. They had been sent to us by their court system, mm -hmm. and they had experienced many childhood uh, traumas, and they didn't trust adults. But that was, uh, was all more reason to show them what? The love of God. And that was my fundamental reason for coming to work every day. I wanted to know whom I was following as I served at the hands and the feet. And then that was the key factor for the violent encounter in our today's text. There was no doubt who David served and who Goliath served. Can the same be said for you? Are you serving the living God or are you serving the gods of those countries that, that have a God has sent you in to be able to be a light? So you go in, instead of you being a light, you take on the darkness of those that are around you. God sent you in to be a what? A light to those that are around you. And when you go in to be that light, God is doing the work. Mm. Only thing you got to do is let your light shine, ain't it? Yep. Let your light shine before men mm -hmm. so that God may see you what? 
good works. Yeah. And then he will be able to multiply and to do the things that God wants you to do in your life. So our prayer today is, Lord, may I grow in courage, in my faith, and may people see the love of Jesus Christ that guides our steps by the Holy Spirit each and every day in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. So our thought to remember of our text today, make sure others know who you serve. Huh? Serve a living God by your life, by your example, and by the way you love others. Don't, don't, hey, don't tell folks you serve the Lord and you ain't loving folks. Come on, man. See, they're going to see the reality of yep. who you are yes, by the are. works that you do. God bless you today. May heaven ever smile upon you. Be blessed.